All right, uh, welcome to another episode of Work the Wait. I'm Alex. Uh, yeah, welcome. Sorry, that's Alex. I'm Nick. Welcome to another episode. We're pretty excited to get into it. Um, so, Alex, what are we talking about today, my man? Uh, as I kind of went over earlier, I think we're going to just kind of talk about our progress so far this year as we've started to cut since uh, the beginning of January. And trying to lose weight, trying to get that summer beach body going. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about spray tans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, what else? How to get the best spray tan. Yep, how to get the best spray tan. How to... Yeah. Uh, yeah, how to get... Uh, s- <laughs> <laughs> how, to, how, to get, how to get striated glutes is what, what it is. Yeah, if you can get that cheese grater back end... Mm. Yeah, you're doing something right. Yeah, that's one. If you don't have what what is the saying? If you don't have uh, striated glutes, what's the point in living? Exactly. If you don't have a girl with striated glutes. <laughs> um. All right. Anyways. So so I guess so I guess we'll get into it. Mm, yeah. So, well, <laughs> we're, we're totally I was talking. Started. All right. So beginning of January, I was about 190 pounds, solid muscle and fat. Um. Get that fatty muscle is what it was. And then, yep. so yeah, ever since the 2nd of the January, because the first day of January, I was eating five guys. First day I had a, uh, just the double burger with bacon, a one sauce, mushrooms, onions. Um, so that was good. And then I had a side of Cajun fries. Um, so that was my, that was my one meal before I started, um, mm-hmm cutting before i started cutting down yeah i mean i i've been eating like kind of fast food the only fast food i've been eating is like chick-fil-a or chipotle here and there and manage that's what's nice is that you can control your intake pretty decently with chipotle and Mm chick-fil-a um so yeah we were bulking and lifting a ton uh starting the end of 2020 so we were ramping up our weight, ramping up our training, and then we decided January 1st we were going to cut down. Um, so we've always had a goal. It's just now we're in a different phase of training to get shredded. So that's the goal. Um, so right now, my starting weight, not right now, but my starting weight in the 1st of January, uh, which was just a couple weeks ago, starting weight was 190 pounds, uh, give or take a pound or two. And I'm 5'9", so I'm not very tall, so 190 pounds is quite fluffy for me. Um, so when I put on a belt, I got a little fat pooch underneath that belt. Um, but it helps a ton with lifting. And I've had some of the your power best source. Lifts. Oh man. It's, it's weird. Honestly, you lifted um, the other day, you, 495 for two, 495 for two. That's I've very never impressive, yeah. lifted that well before. Um, uh, maybe never, like never before workout. Never before. No, I've never done a uh, four I didn't know that was like your, that's, that's cool. That's a, like a record PR it felt for you. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before my powerlifting meet, I, uh, when I deadlifted over 500, maybe I could have done it for two, but I never did. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just barely touch almost 500 and, and then back off. So that was pretty fun. Um, so best lifts I think are going to be behind me. I'm going to still be training hard. Uh, but now my goal is to get down to at least 160 pounds so that'll be Mm -hmm. a 30 pound weight cut in the next i don't know uh four maybe five months uh it's gonna be up and down so uh 
we'll we'll see when we get there. But I know if I'm 160 pounds, uh, that's very lean. That's like I can look shredded at any time. I don't have to hit the light just right or, you know, uh, I have to have a, I don't have to feel bloated or anything. It's like, I'm always looking cut. So, mm-hmm. um, that's the goal again. Cool. Yeah. Or what is, uh, so I started at 190, I'm six feet tall, 190. And my goal was to get to 175 or 170, 175-ish. And that's going to be pretty shredded for you. Yeah. So I, I think so. Um, I, I've been that light before that, like, but like I showed you those little pictures on as a string bean, you remember those, like the videos, mm-hmm. um, that was like 165 and I put on a lot of muscles since then. Um, mm-hmm. so I finally noticed my chest, chesticles have finally started to develop a little bit more, which has been mm-hmm. great. Um, cause that's like one, one of my goals is to build my chest out a little more, my legs build chest and legs. Um, yeah. Both of those have been coming together pretty well. Because for um, all of 2020 that we've been lifting together, if you would have stayed either in a uh, maintenance or a slight calorie deficit um, and not eating enough, I don't know if you would have really gained much muscle. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty good idea, a pretty good strategy that we've done. 2020, gained weight, lifted like crazy, and now it's time to uh, reap the rewards. It's kind of like investing for 2020 like and that, now we're yeah. cashing out. Um, we're going to cash out and see what we can Because part of lifting is not only to get strong, but it's also, uh, you know, to look, to look good too. Helps that confidence yeah. helps. Um, like I know, I know like when I, you know, even though, you know, even though I have clothes on, but like, I just know that I'm like shredded. It's a good, it just feels good. You know, you know, there's a layer underneath. Mm-hmm. So, um, training isn't going to really change much, uh, other than, so the exercises, the rep scheme and, uh, the training day to day isn't really going to change a whole lot. It's probably going to be more of just our energy level going into the gym, um, or Which... our capability <laughs> of going into the gym, yeah. uh, of what we can actually lift that day is probably going to look different, but I mean, the exercise is going to look very similar. The intensity is going to be the same volume is going to be the same. Uh, it's just a matter of adjusting food right now, not necessarily training. Mm-hmm. Now, which the other day you had quite the level of energy. Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> Man, that was pretty sweet. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm going to store that really good workout as a win. I'm going to hang on to that. Uh, but I'm not going to expect every workout to be like that where I just feel amazing. And I just, mm-hmm. everything I touch feels light. Um, mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool to know that that's possible. Um and I might start incorporating cardio soon. Um, I do have a trip coming up in a couple in a week, actually. So I'm gonna still try to stick to my diet as possible as much as possible through this little vacation getaway. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty excited for this vacation getaway. Some big stuff happening. It's gonna be pretty fun. Uh, but I am probably gonna bring my scale with me, which mm-hmm. for the uh, anti-scalers i know they're like oh my gosh like you have a problem nick you can't just bring your scale you're gonna (laughs) that's like a disorder dude it's like no it's just to make sure that anti-scalers anti-scalers dude it's out there it's a thing oh yeah yeah yeah. um (laughs) i think it stems from the abuse of a scale and not doing it right and then you're just looking at the stepping on the scale of like if you're worthy or not 
Um, it's like those ads that are like, you're beautiful at any size. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like, it's just a number. And I'm using that number. Wait, it's just a number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm using it to track. I'm using it as data. But most people don't really have a no, Jimmy. eating regimen. 385 at 28 years old is not good. <laughs> Especially when <laughs> you're only five foot five. Get off the scale. Get off the um, scale. You don't need that. So I use the scale. I love the scale. And I use it as a measurement tool, just like any other kind of measurement tool. The same way I always use finances. But you're going to check your bank account every once in a while mm-hmm. or possibly every day or check the stocks every day to see how you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that just because you check your stocks every day. I like these financial go, analogies. Dude, I'm on it. I'm on yeah. one. But that doesn't mean you need to all of a sudden change around your entire stock portfolio or uh, uh, bail out of anything. It's just like it's nice to check that everything's going right. And if things yeah. are going a little wrong, then you make small adjustments. Or you just say, hey, I'm going to write it out. I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm doing the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm, so where are you? I guess where are you at right now? What are you weighing right, right now? My weight, uh, one eighty-seven point four. What so did you start at? One ninety. One ninety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about two and a half pounds in. Uh, how long has it been? Like two weeks. When do you? Like yeah. When do you usually weigh yourself at? I know I do it in the morning and I do it before I go to bed, but it's like a completely different number every time, and so I don't know what what's the best measurement. Like, yeah, I always weigh as soon as I wake up after I use the restroom. So I wake up, use the restroom, step on the scale. And mm-hmm. what's nice is I have a scale that goes straight to my phone so I can see the graphs and uh, it tracks everything there, which I, I used to just do it with a piece of paper on the wall, which I kind of like actually, but um, uh, the app is nice. It just does it automatically. So I highly recommend that. I think it's a good Mm-hmm. measurement tool and then it's always going to be up or down one or two pounds every day so you're really just looking for the average throughout the week mm-hmm. and if uh you know week to week you see a new number uh so next week i expect to be seeing 186 or very low 187 maybe just bouncing back and forth mm-hmm. uh, but i might speed up the weight loss uh so starting out uh, I wasn't tracking my food very closely with gaining weight. I just knew that I had to eat more food uh, or sometimes I'd step on the scale at the end of the night. And if I wasn't up to the weight I wanted to be, then I'd just go eat more. So mm-hmm. um, it was actually really easy, but I like tracking. I like knowing what I'm eating. So um, getting into dieting, I, that's one of my favorite parts about cutting down is tracking all my food, weighing myself to see if what I'm tracking is being uh, 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 converted to mm-hmm. weight loss on scale. So, um, yeah, I might. Uh, so I've eased into uh, lowering calories. I started out at 2,300 calories, which for me is kind of a lot. I don't need very many calories to gain weight. So 2,300 might sound low to other people, but to me, I barely lose weight. Like I said, like I said I've only lost two and a half pounds in two weeks, which is pretty slow, especially at the peak of weight gain. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll probably drop it down here pretty soon and add cardio. So hopefully I can ramp up weight loss to more like two pounds a week instead of just the one ish pounds a week. But I, I'd, I'd rather ease into weight loss instead of just going ham right off the bat, but that's just my style. Some people are successful, uh, being aggressive right away. But mm-hmm. if I feel like I'm suffering right from the beginning, 
then I tend to fall off the wagon earlier or I tend to binge or just say, I, I just got to go get a pizza. I just have to, and <laughs> I'm just craving it so bad. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot easier for me just to Hashtag throwback Thursday to when we would just order those Domino's pizzas and just eat the entire thing. Yes. So, uh, which I guess we could reflect on that. So oh, yeah, that's a good, good idea. eating out was one of the easiest ways to get more calories in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was almost like decently budgeted. Cause if I had to make a bunch of food here home at home, I think it's it would hard be to, more, like, yeah. it's hard. It's a lot of work, a lot of cleanup. And also I tend to throw away food just cause I don't eat it. I tend to not reheat it as often. And then I'm just not desirable to it. So I, it costs me more money at the end of the day. And it's just so much easier to order two Chick-fil-A sandwiches with some Chick-fil-A sauce. And there you have um, so much, so many calories in them that you like, yeah. that you know, if you eat and slam a slug, a couple of those every now and then you're going to be fine. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll for sure gain weight. Now on the flip side, cooking at home right now that I'm trying to lose weight is a lot cheaper because mm-hmm. I don't have to use as many ingredients. I don't have to use as many foods uh, to hit a certain caloric amount. Um, and I'm more likely to cook at home things that are uh, less calories. It's easier to cook those things. And I'm more likely to reheat it and cook and mm-hmm. eat it and, you know, eat it again, not throw it away. Uh, just because uh, going out and ordering from a restaurant, if you try to order something that is lower fat or lower carbohydrate or higher protein, usually those combinations are very expensive. Uh, so a grilled Chick-fil-A sandwich is more expensive than just a regular Chick-fil-A sandwich, which is funny, right? Like I think that's funny. It's more ingredients that have to go. It's into more it. ingredients. It's more things they have to do to the chicken and it's more expensive to do the grilled chicken. Yeah. Super weird. Um, I don't know. but, uh, so yeah, cooking at home when you're dieting, I think is nice and it's easier to stick to your diet because when you are looking at the chick-fil-a menu you're like i think i'll do the chick-fil-a sauce instead of the fat-free sauce that's lower calorie uh or i'll just throw in the fries what the heck i could use it i'll adjust my macros later mm-hmm. and then you end up just like i just been getting the nuggets and then fries no sauce because that chick-fil-a sauce has a lot of fat in it it's a lot yeah and it's not to say that fat is bad but like the a amount. chick-fil-a sauce yeah. what is it like 20 grams of fat i think it's like a little bit of sauce no i think it's like it's like 10 grams of fat or something oh it's 10 okay but it's a lot for the amount that it is like it's just this much and it's like 10 grams of fat probably it could be more it's so easy to cut it out you know it's so easy to just not get and then now you have all this fat left over that you could put something else like yeah i don't know something actually savory and you know like cut a meat or something yeah i've been talking about macros i mean uh, i remember you put me on a 2500 i haven't been following it the last few days super Mm -hmm. well i've been kind of trying to manage it um just not eating as much as i normally do and then making sure i get a lot of protein shakes in because i noticed like if i track my food like i still even eating like a decent amount i still have like 40 40 50 grams left of protein at the end of the day so i'll have to supplement that with that protein yep um so that's something i noticed i was like oh man maybe i wasn't getting enough protein before even though i thought i was that could be something that maybe i could have made more progress with in in the past um well actually um so it is good to have more protein but when you're in a calorie surplus and you're having all that extra carbohydrate and fats having extra protein is really good and that is something you should focus on but it's not mm-hmm. a make or break. Um, as I think it's more important when you're dieting to have more, higher protein, just because mm-hmm. higher protein is more satiating. You're not going to be as hungry. 
Um, you are in a caloric deficit, so you're more likely to lose muscle mass when you're in a caloric deficit. So protein is a big ally in that. Um, but when you're gaining weight and trying to gain muscle, ultimately calories are your biggest ally, um, in gaining muscle mass. So protein doesn't have to be as strict, still focus on it, still try to get it up. But, um, you know, you can be a little more laid back on it, but when you're dieting, especially when we start getting really lean, we're going to have to make sure we hit all the protein, uh, maybe even start adding protein a little bit and make a sacrifice of taking out from fat or taking out from carbs and put it to protein just because it's like, man, <laughs> um, I could eat a leaner cut of beef and then those fats that I would usually get from the beef, I could just put to protein and then I get to eat more food. It feels mm-hmm. like, um, but I'm adding more protein. So, uh, yeah, cutting is going to be interesting, man. Uh, I actually really like cutting weight. I say that now I'm going to be like, all death face my cheeks are all going to be sunken in and be like dude i just need to eat (laughs) it's a freaking salt dude um (laughs) but uh yeah our our dieting style isn't anything extreme it's not like we're cutting out an entire major Mm -hmm. food group it's not like at at least me uh it's not like i'm watching my salt or watching my sugar intake too much at all because we're already in a caloric deficit so i'm not too worried about it but i am making sure i'm getting a multivitamin just for the heck of it um, Making sure your pee is bright veggies. green. Yes. Yeah, my <laughs> pee is neon, dude. It, yeah. It's scary. Yeah, <laughs> the first... in the dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, shoot, has my liver finally bit the dust? Or like, <laughs> and then I like did some light research and I was like, oh, no, that's normal. It's just the nutrients and shit coming out. Yeah. So that's good. Which a multivitamin, it's like the last thing on the list you need when trying to lose fat and but it, i mean it, it, it helps like, it helps um yeah not even it's so fat. cheap and it's like why not you know? it's just vitamins that like because I'm, I'm not very good at like eating all my fruits and vegetables and so it's just an extra kind of thing that would just help me feel better overall um yeah. get all that stuff in that might help you know maybe i'm missing something um that'll help me i don't know, help my metabolism or something mm-hmm there's a lot yeah. of factors to it, but it could be one of them. And it's not going to hurt at all, mm-hmm. especially if you're drinking a lot of exactly. water with it. Like you're 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 fine. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I mean, it, it's cheap enough. It's not going to do damage. It's if anything, it's going to possibly help. And mm-hmm. I like to think when you are cutting back food, you're taking in less nutrients overall. So a multivitamin, since there's no uh, significant caloric amount to it, it's like why not? Mm-hmm. Um, which actually. When we start to get leaner, we, I might start drinking, uh, BCAs, even though we're already getting enough protein through the day. I don't know. I think it would, I think psychologically it helps me to think that I'm taking in more nutrition or nutrients without necessarily adding a bunch more calories. Um, even -hmm. though again, it may do nothing, but it's not hurting and it's cheap and there's a slight possibility that it is helping. So it's kind of like, Hey, I get to drink flavored water. Cool. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of the cool decisions that you get to make. And I think that attitude towards supplements is a great attitude to have. Um, that way you're not getting roped up into crazy stuff that you're like, can't live without unless I have my green powder. And it's like, ah, but you can. Like be <laughs> My green powder. Yeah, oh. you'll get by. Oh, cool. So yeah, I'm 180, like 187, 186 right now, like I said. Mm-hmm. 
I definitely need to be tracking a little more. Um, like tonight I just had, it was my brother's girlfriend's birthday party. So we mm-hmm. had, I had a cupcake, really shitty cupcake. Um, <laughs> That's what sucks is that when you eat something <laughs> yeah. that you feel guilty and it's not even good. Yeah, no. And then I had a piece of cheesecake. Oh, that sounds good. But it was just a, a piece, a small piece. It was good. Mm-hmm. And then I had a bunch of noodles, but probably probably overdid my carb intake. But I did make sure I get a lot of protein in there. I'm gonna have I'm gonna slug another protein shake before I hit the sack. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll be fine. Um, and then tomorrow, or because t- I didn't eat all day, the only thing I had today, yeah, I didn't even eat anything all day. So. It was kind of in just one meal, so I don't think I'm. What else? Just fasting. <laughs> yeah, just fasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and actually, when we do start digging deep on fat loss, I might start fasting, not mm-hmm. because it's anything unique or that it's going to make me lose fat more or dig me out of a rut. It's purely just so that I can put off eating my calories until later. Yeah have bigger meals and then I'm like tricking myself into having bigger meals. Cause you think and that you're I eating did, a lot, but you're really like, you're eating like the same amount, but it just feels like you maybe a little more mm-hmm. because you can only t- intake so much at one time. Mm-hmm. So I guess it kind of feels like you're taking in more mm-hmm. or for whatever reason, like, yeah, the fasting, like I felt like I ate so much, but it's like my normal amount. Um, maybe a little yeah, more. It'd but be like, the same amount of calories, but it's just it's just uh, less calories throughout the day because you're only eating at the end of the day. Or and whenever. usually breakfast is easy to skip. Mm-hmm. It's easy to just grab coffee instead. Um, and but again, it's not like anything super special is happening. Uh, there's a lot of things in the fasting world that are way overblown of processes that are happening mm-hmm. already without fasting. Um, that being said. It is important to have a fast in between each meal of about two and a half to three hours. Uh, I guess there is actually studies out there for constant feeding, mm-hmm. like having no break in between each uh, uh, <laughs> feeding and actually that hindered performance and muscle gain and uh, uh, just function overall. So that was super interesting. That'd um, be miserable, just like constantly eating nonstop. Yeah, or like so just basically every thirty minutes or every hour, you have some kind of um, food. That doesn't so, sound fun. Well, I mean, back in the day, there was the bodybuilder diet. If you had to eat eight times a day, or even get up in the middle of the night to eat, I mean, that's what Ronnie Coleman said he has to had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, now that being said, Ronnie Coleman had to eat ten thousand calories a day just to maintain the amount of muscle mass. He was a freaking freak. Um, but that kind of bled over into the amateurs and people who have no business doing what Ronnie Coleman's doing. Cause <laughs> for one thing, you're not Ronnie Coleman. Um, he had 22 inch arms before ever doing steroids or like hardly working out at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you're not Ronnie Coleman. You don't need to eat as much as he does, but people started thinking that you had to eat eight, 10 times a day to keep your metabolism fired up. They'd use the analogy of your metabolism as a fire. But it's just your calorie, overall calories you eat. It's going to really, be over a calorie. It doesn't yeah, really yeah. matter what time, I guess. It, it doesn't. Especially, You're not it, losing more fat or gaining more muscle or anything. Like, it, it's purely if you like it, then do it. Or if you don't like it, then don't. And eat every three hours, four hours. Mm-hmm. Or have three meals or four meals or five meals. Or don't eat at all. 
Or don't eat at all. You'll definitely lose weight. You'll lose weight very fast if you didn't, don't do that. Just drink water and uh, coffee. No one has ever gained weight from not eating. That's true. Can't I wonder how that happens. I don't care how off your hormones are, Karen. <laughs> you can't gain weight from not eating. Mm-hmm. We're, I'm not advocating for not eating, by the way. Don't do not do that. <laughs> I'm advocating for responsible caloric intake uh-huh. and <laughs> healthy. All the memes you know, that that one guy posts on Instagram that I send you. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, so what's fun. his name? Dr. De- Dr. Danolski. What's his? Yeah, I want to. I don't want to. Probably butchered his name there, but it's pretty. He he posts funny stuff, and uh, he's. Yeah, you send it to me, Doctor Nadolski. That's what it is, Doctor Spencer Nadolski on Instagram. He posts a lot of memes on like weight loss, mm-hmm. and he has like, he probably has one of those programs or whatnot. But he's, uh, I mean, he knows what he's doing. Everybody follow him. Mm-hmm. He's solid. And then and he makes memes. That's what he likes to do. We're going to that book. Wait, do you have a copy of that book? Antifragile? Yeah. No, I don't, man. I got to get the it. audio book or something. Yeah, because so we just got, I just got this book. It's called Antifragile. Nick recommended it to me. said he read it earlier a while ago. Um, I've, I've, I've had parts and snippets. Okay, I tie so. Lopez did, dude. I freaking <laughs> tie Lopez did. Okay, so, yeah, so we're going to read that. Um, but it's basically, what I mean, guess what would you say it's about overall? Like, what's the main? Oof, I feel like I wouldn't do it justice, but anti-fragile a lot of the things that i talk about for uh dieting strategies or uh lifting strategies or injury uh i think relates a lot to the anti-fragile mindset of uh you know try to lean into things that are going to make you stronger because as humans Mm -hmm. we get better with stress and we get better with adversity um uh, one of the snippets in the book is you're not a washing machine every wash you do in the washing machine your washing machine gets worse and it's going to need to be repaired every time. Uh, but the more loads you do, the closer you are to a repair. And that rhetoric happens a lot in the physical therapy realm too. Like you mm-hmm. only have so many movements that you can do before you're going to have a spinal problem mm-hmm. or you only have so many heartbeats before your heart is going to give out. Um, there were some suggestions of that, but uh, yeah. Uh, we see that all the time in the gym of, People just scared of movement, and uh, we did it. Like we made an entire <laughs> podcast of the guy yeah, approaching a shoulder impingement, like shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just kind of like, man, I don't want to live in the world you live in, where every little thing mm-hmm. can possibly hurt you, or you're going to be put in the hospital, or uh, stop lifting. It's like, wh- why are you coming over to somebody and say, "Stop working out"? What are you doing? Yeah, I don't. And most people, it's not out of concern or hey i want to help you it's usually out of like i think i'm right yeah you should listen to me because i'm small because (laughs) other people that are smart said something and it's like yeah i read one time in this article that it said that wasn't even a doctor and made something up and you should listen to him yep because my name uh, i'm a doctor well my name's doctor dr nick that's my name (laughs) Cool. Uh, so we're. At, I just hope here on this podcast uh, we make yeah. a decent point, and then it kind of sparks you, and then hopefully we can lead you to those smart people. You know. Um, yeah. Well, I guess maybe raise some questions you haven't thought about. Well, I like the openness and like that. Oh, like you know, you're not like once I start working out with you, like oh, there's so many different 
like diets and all that, but like really all it is is like breaking down. So it's it's not like the a unique effect like the keto diet. It's like really all it is is the cal- caloric deficit. That's at the end of the day, that's all it comes down to. So yep, um, it's not like your special thing. Oh, it'll burn more fat. It'll do this. No, mm-hmm. it's just you're eating less calories. You're gonna lose weight um, and stuff like that. And like lifting, it's not like uh, like that video you sent me the other day uh, was John. Uh, re- rebuild stronger. Yeah, rebuild uh, stronger. Uh, yeah. Shoot, what's his last yeah, name? John Flag. That's his name. John Flag. How can I forget that? That's his name. John Flag is a part of that yeah. uh, clinical athlete. Um, a part of that new uh, research of pain science and injury, mm-hmm. um, and it's really interesting. And yeah, I have a uh, next Tuesday. I have an. I'm gonna do a phone call with him. No way, yeah, dude! So, that's exciting. Because I had my back; it's it's better now that because yesterday it was really hurting. Um, after uh-huh. like the last few days, like dude, I could barely like it was it hurt to lay down, like it was bad. And then like now it's completely fine. It's it's a little stiff, but like it doesn't hurt. Um, right. So I'm just gonna take it easy these next couple days, and then once we get back in the gym, take it easy until eventually I'll be able to do everything. But I'm gonna t- talk to him on Tuesday, tell him a little bit about what's going on, and then see if he has any suggestions for me. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and yeah. I can only say so much and I would prefer to refer you out to a professional that does that for a living mm-hmm. and has a lot of academic background, but also is actively working with some serious clients. Well, I like a lot of the stuff he said is like, you know, you're not like injury, like there's no way to prevent injury. It's mm-hmm. just kind of reducing your risk for an injury, I guess. Or reducing right. your risk, like I guess, yeah, reducing the risk really is like manage. He's like, injury happens when there's an overload on a tissue or something. So mm-hmm. yeah, even in, you can apply this. He applied it to it, like a car accident. Like if you you're in a car accident, and you break your femur. What caused that is the amount of stress applied to your leg was an overload on what the tissue could handle. That's all it is. Yep. I mean, it's it's a different way of putting it. Like yeah, but all in all, that's how injuries happen. Yeah, and he was uh, um, in that same video. He's going over how yeah. form and technique is important, but not as important to injury as we think. Yeah, um, which is the good that, that. Yeah, it, it's typically you want your form to be consistent and similar. And if you're lifting too heavy, your form might deviate from something a position that you're not conditioned to move in. And when you get into a position that isn't normal for you, and you have overload of weight, mm-hmm. you can see how sometimes that can have some adverse effects yeah, sometimes exactly. sometimes it doesn't um he's so. like there's no way there's no way to prevent injury like it's gonna happen it's just it's not like oh like like you were saying like it's not like you do this many motions and you're, you're injured it's like it's gonna happen at some point so like how do you prepare yourself for when it happens to be in the right mindset so that you're not like freaking mm-hmm. out you're not like this you're just like oh this happens let's just keep doing what we're doing Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just keep moving, do movements that I can do, mm-hmm. um, keep moving and then rebuild stronger, I guess. Like you're going to be stronger after it because of what you, you're learning. Like you said, like it's going to be a good learning experience for me. Yes. Um, cause yeah. um, for listeners, I guess I just, some, at some point my back, I injured my back. I want to say it's like my erector muscles, my spinatic, whatever you call them. Um, erector spinae. spinae yeah. Um, that's what I believe it is because it's really the muscle. I don't think it's the spine itself. It's like the muscles behind it's it. Spinal. It's spinal. Yeah. It's spinal. <laughs> I don't, who knows? My, um, I broke my back. 
So that's why I'm uh, going to have a chat with John here, um, see what he thinks and see what I should that's do. That's going to be great, man. And then, and then you can we... bring that here, what's going on, what you've learned. And mm-hmm. it's possible he's just going to ask, ask a ton of questions and then give mm-hmm. you maybe just a little. Yeah, we'll uh, see. Um, yeah, that'll be cool. Um, so to go along with that same theme, people do that mm-hmm. same thing with their food and their nutrition. Uh, so people think that, you know, with lifting, you got to have an expectation of sometimes you're going to get hurt. Sometimes you're going to get beat up. Mm-hmm. And if we have this expectation that lifting weights is only going to be healthy and I'm never going to have adversity, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Um, and then when adversity does come, it just all unravels. And then you possibly stop lifting weights or you never do that exercise that bothered you or you're never like moving forward again. So, um, that same thing happens with dieting when people get stuck and they call it a plateau. For me, when I hit a plateau, that is so minimal. It just means, okay, now I got to reduce calories a little bit, or I got to add cardio that is expected. I Mm -hmm. expect I'm going to have to keep working. You're not making a a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. Um, um, it's just something that is a, a course of, you know, your body is a machine and it kind of adjusts this. What do you do? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, change it. There's so many factors that go into everything that like never going to be really perfect. It's just managing it and doing the best that you could do and correcting the, the course, like the best of your knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's good when I started working out with you, um, I never had that mindset or anything. I mean, I thought. You know, once I was injured, like I went to the chiropractor, I told you, and they told me that my back was completely messed up and like mm-hmm. I got scared, you know, cause I didn't know. I mean, you just have someone like an authority yes. position telling you that like you're messed up. And I went and got a second opinion. They didn't really say anything about that, which is why I like that place a little more. They didn't say like, oh, your message just say, oh yeah, let's do a little work in this area and see how you feel. Mm-hmm. And then like, so that, that made me feel a lot better. Um, That's the easiest way to get somebody to buy your shit is tell them that yeah. they're fucked up. Yeah. Yep. Dude, you're fucked up. You need to yeah. and now come look in at, here a lot. Yep, you need to spend thousands of dollars here. Yeah. yeah. And even when you're not fucked up, you should keep coming. So, so that way we can up. maintain the the level of, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which dude. is logical, but it's... Makes sense. It, like, makes sense. Not supported, you know. But, yeah. The thing that is supporting you is continuing to lift weights and move forward. But you, it's always interesting that a lot of practitioners aren't getting you better at the thing that is a problem. Mm-hmm. They're only like telling you how to them. avoid the problem. Yeah, you're you're only getting better at uh, tolerating uh, massages. You're only getting better at <laughs> tolerating. Yeah, that's what it is, man. Like yeah, I, people yeah. think the harder massage, the more tissue that is being worked out, and the more pain you're in, the better. And it's like, no, that's like. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I'm so relieved after that, all that pain. And it's, it's like, a placebo, it's dude. Like, it's like, they because th- they, they want to believe that's so bad. And that goes with anything yeah. that they're like. And you have such relief after because it's, you were in such pain and then you have all this relief. Mm-hmm. That relief is coming from because you were just in so much pain. It's like if I don't go pee for a long time and just hold it for way longer than I should. And then all of a sudden I just go pee and it's like, Oh, that's so relief. And it's like, well, you should just go and pee in the first place. Like you don't have to, hold it to feel yeah. relief. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what happens with massage over time is that, yeah. you know, eventually you just get, get used to getting a massage and tolerating mm-hmm. the pressure that they're putting on you. 
and then which is like anything else you know if, if a squat hurts you you should be doing squats so that way you can tolerate it but they want to it's always funny that a massage therapist doesn't just only know massage or a chiropractor doesn't only know chiropractic. You think if chiropractic is the end all be all, they wouldn't get into all the laser therapy and the mm-hmm. suction cup therapy and the massage therapy and the, um, the needling and the core exercises. And then all the, it, you'd think that, Oh, they, it's just kind of crazy. That it goes to school for however long pay hundreds and I don't know if it's hundred thousand dollars. Sorry. That's a lot. Tens of thousands of dollars for chiropractic all to come out and be like, Oh, well I need to learn needling and that'll help people with their pain too. And it's like, mm-hmm. don't you think it'd be like that? I don't know. Yeah. Pain is complicated. That, that's, and I know there's a lot of different ways to help, but we'll keep learning more. Uh, I mean, I think, I think what our next episode is going to be about that either when we finish it or when we, I, I'm reading in the middle of another book and I got, I have a, huge lineup of books i need to read um but we can let's get up on books let's start like reviewing yeah i'm into it i just suck at reading so these aren't finished i've been audio. reading like a bunch of like entrepreneur and like finance and like but i get I, i'm into fitness books too I, I do like reading about the human body too so that would be something that we could really get into mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's a pretty good episode um cool Let's call it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stop the recording here in a sec. Uh, thank you for listening. I uh, hope you liked the episode. Follow us on Instagram at worth the weight. It'll have our little podcast logo on there. Just follow us. We'll be post cool workout videos of Nick. And uh, we got a new buddy uh, that's been working out with us, Steven. We post him on there now too. Um, we're we're going to have a podcast. Steven, I think wallaby. that's the wallaby. We're going to have an episode. You might cut out there. We're going to have an episode with him, too, because he's made some amazing progress in the last few uh, months here. Um, yeah, he's been doing great. It's actually so, pretty inspiring. No, it's, it's actually cool. He's a beast. So let's, uh, yeah, we're going to probably, that'll probably be our next episode, I think. Get him on a call. See you later, dude. All right. See ya.